Captains, welcome to the Maximum Velocity Athletics Jump In It podcast. And like usual, we'll jump into it uh, or jump in it. Um, again, coaches, athletes, parents, therapists, administrators, instructors, newbies, supporters, captains, welcome to uh, the podcast. And so today we're going to kind of talk about uh, um, a question a lot of people ask is what's going on with the training center? What's going on with Jeremy Fisher currently? Um, so in 2011, I got to the, it was the Olympic Training Center of Chula Vista. And from 2011 till 2014, I was basically a director of ops assistant coach. In 2014, I took over uh, the directorship of the program and worked until 2022. In that time, uh, we were able to coach, have an average of three Olympic medalists. We had uh, over 27 Olympic and World Championship medalist and I was able to coach 18 18 Olympic and world championship medalists plus um, however many uh, Paralympic medalists too and so we had a lot of success um, in in the time kind of what's go what happened was the USOPC first ran the Olympic Drink Center and the uh, residence program for USA track and field um, in that time shortly after that about 2010 or 11, um, the USOPC had USA Track and Field take over the program. From there, Terry Crawford hired um, Craig, Dr. Craig Poole, or Coach Poole, uh, from BYU since he retired, and he took over as the director of the program. Uh, at that time, we became more of a... Uh, um, a development kind of program. We had a pipeline of good athletes, but the thing was to develop the next amount of a uh, next level of Olympic uh, athletes and potential medalists. And we took that and we ran with it. Um, up until that time, there was about two to three um, Olympians produced at the center, Olympic medalists produced at the center. Um, we had great names in there. You had uh, uh, Randy Huntington. You had uh, Dan Path. Um, you had um, Brooks Johnson, Tony Campbell, just to name a few. And uh, when I took over in 2014, uh, from that point on, we had over 20 Olympic and World Championship medalists. Athletes coming through the program were uh, Ryan Krauser, Joe Kovacs, Darrell Hill, uh, um, Josh Awatunde, um, Will Clay, Brittany Reese, Jeff Henderson, Mike Hartfield, Tyron Stewart, Chris Bernard, Katora Orgy, Brian McBride, Ricky Robertson, obviously the, the most one of the best long jumpers ever, Brittany Reese. Um, on and on and on. Uh, Annie Coons, Erica Bogard, um, and even some athletes came in for periods of times just to come and do heavy training. So. Every year, Bobby Kersey would bring his group with Allison Felix, and they'd come in for two to three weeks. Ashton Eaton for some time with Harry Mara before he started going up to Westmont. It came down. It just it, it was a place for athletes to come to. The reason the program was created and made was because there they saw on the horizon the old um, runner or the old administrators at USA Track and Field that the field events just didn't have the same opportunities as distance events and for sprinters. Sprinters and both distance runners signed bigger contracts. Uh, 
um, they have more opportunities. There, are, you can name ten different sprint enclaves in the U.S. And there was a recent uh, thing that came out in Runners World, I believe, that said there was eighteen distance enclaves in the United States. So there's plenty of, of opportunities, but there's very few throws opportunities uh, or field event opportunities. Uh, throws coaches, most of them work through their college coaches or college programs. Uh, the only one I know, I throw one deep um, that doesn't work with the collegiate and obviously the training center was one. Um, most of the, all, the rest are set up through collegiate athletic programs. In the jumps, Dwight Phillips, he's doing, he has a jumps group. Um, and then we obviously had him at the training center. And, and that's, I don't want to be disrespect to other people, but that's that's the ones that I know of that aren't linked to a college um, team. In the multi-events, Josh Priester had an event group. And unfortunately, that disbanded um, just a little while ago. And, and I think that was the only multi-group uh, I could think of. Um, you have to go way back to the 90s and Harry Mara with the Visa group. Um, so the the, th- the theme was that there just isn't the sponsorship and there isn't the uh, ability. So USA Track and Field funded the coaches. That was myself, uh, Chris Mack at time, uh, Art Venegas. He was he was consulting. Um, Mac Wilkins, um, not John Degada, and uh, Al Joyner. And through that, we were able to, again, Al was able to get um, Jeff Henderson, who came up through the pipeline and won a gold medal and won a silver medal. Um, I don't have to tell you the accolades of Ryan Krauser and, and Joe Kovacs, who were developed through there. Uh, all four 22-meter throwers spent a significant amount of time at the training center. So the program works. Um, it was successful. And uh, in tw- after 22, they decided that they were, or 21, they said they weren't going to do any housing for 22 and that the program would end at, at the end of 22, so September. So as of September 22, there is no longer a residence program here at Chula Vista. Um, you can't point the finger and really blame anybody. It's kind of multifaceted. Uh, there's no question on its success and uh, the continued success, especially for athletes who are developing. And uh, a lot of times they don't want to give credit, but uh, it, it is. I mean, they'll all the athletes will tell you, like a Joe Kovacs or a Ryan Krauser, that it was very, or even Josh Tunday, that it was very critical um, in their platform and their success and being able to build into who they've become and, and what they are now. Um, and then the jumps, I mean, we, we are the most successful jump, produce the most medals as an enclave in uh, the U.S. over the last uh, 10 years, uh, or in the world, but not, not even the uh, U.S. We had five medalists in Rio, which would have, I think, placed seventh or eighth in the track and field medal placings as a nation. So, there was success there. Um, as time came on, uh, USATF, they started cutting a lot of the uh, programs under the training center, so it got dwindled down. Uh, it became a, more evident in 16 when the USOPC decided to sell Chula Vista. Uh, so they gave it to the city of Chula Vista and Point Loma Nazarene Trust. 
So it became the Chula Vista Elite Athlete Training Center. I should have trademarked Chula Vista Elite because I created a track club way back in 2012, Chula Vista Elite, and uh, they kind of took it and ran. Um, but uh, it it with the cutting of their change of, of their monies and changing it from an Olympic Training Center to a training site, it definitely started to reduce the um, support the program had. And so they went from fully funding, having the staff, everybody work here, running the center and so forth, to having an outside group, EAS, run it. Um, they reduced their funding to the program to $3.4 million. Um, and that was through 21. And then after 21, they cut that $3.4 million and allowed the each NGB or the national government bodies to decide how they were going to fund it. USA Track and Field said, we're going to do one more year. Uh, we were not going to do housing. So that reduced the cost of it and basically paid the coaches through September and uh, then allowed to uh, the program kind of got disbanded. So they allowed the athletes who wanted to stay to stay till December when they get support. And uh, those who would leave would want to leave. So we lost probably every year. We probably lost about um, a third of our athletes. Uh, we're even down to probably a bare minimum third of athletes uh, for each coach group, each jump group and discipline. So we have roughly from at one time at the height of our program, 30 something athletes. We're down to about eight or nine athletes that are uh, staying at the center. Now, of those athletes being funded by USA Track and Field in some way, either in the tier system or um, funded uh, through development or whatever it is, uh, we only have two. So there's a lot of athletes that have lost their funding. Uh, and with the change of how they regulate, how they pay, how they determine who's going to be in there, um, you know, we have people who are Olympians, world championship team members that aren't have no funding and, and, and lost uh, that funding because of the changes to the program. Um, it's I can't point the finger at USA Track and Field. I cannot point the finger at the USOPC. Um, really, I mean, it's, it's kind of gone, uh, kind of just a poof in the wind. Um, why we've been here, we've never been interviewed by Track and Field News. We've never been interviewed by any resource uh, about the success we've had. And the financial and the burden of uh, how they took a successful program, eliminated it, and left it kind of um, athletes without any place to go. And so that was uh, kind of what, what what happened, what transpired, what's happened um, in that time for myself. Um, I kind of saw that it was coming. I did a lot for USC Track and Field. I wrote coaching education. I did all these mentorships. I, uh, you know, Coach the athletes was the director of the center and spent just tireless hours, 60 hours a week in my passion. But like all great things, they must come to an end. And really, it was a it was a blessing for me because I'd be able to become my own boss and answer to myself. And it's been just amazing. So as you guys know, there's MBA services, which you can um, follow along and, and train 
for $100 a month. You can get training, coaching, education, all this different kind of things. It's got thousands of resources for them. So the MVA service is fantastic. Maximum Velocity Athletics is LLC. We create, I created that. Um, with that, uh, we also have been able to um, do some camps, some clinics, some talks. Uh, we're really excited about potentially where uh, we're going to be leading to here in the coming months and things I'm working on. Also launched the foundation. So we're going to uh, work on trying to give back to the jumpers in, 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 in the field event athletes in the U.S. and try to get them uh, some, some support, have meets of a high level at the training center where uh, they're following the, the world athletics, different levels of uh, meet support so the athletes can get points. And uh, we're really excited about the things that I can do now that I'm kind of more of an independent uh, contractor. So that's a long-winded, but uh, a question I get, get a lot of, like, what happened at the center. And so the program's still there. Uh, Paralympic still runs through there. We have archery. We have um, BMX. We have uh, rowing or crew. Uh, kayak and canoe is there. Um, uh, so they have BMX performance also and uh from a lot of we have a lot of camps in uh for different uh, things we'll have field hockey we have a lot of sand volleyball um sock para soccer regular uh sorry able body soccer um we have the san diego loyals which is a soccer club and they train at the center so there's a lot going on it's really busy so Myself, you'll see me still in Chula Vista. I still work as an independent contractor, have some international athletes. Uh, my, my group is reduced. Basically, I have Chris Bernard. Um, I have uh, Isaiah Griffith, who I'm working with. I have Jasmine Todd. And um, my last athlete is Trayton Harris. And those are my American athletes. And so um, they... I'm excited about the things that they're going to do. And with the slew of other uh, international athletes, it's a really exciting time right now. Uh, the athletes I worked with like in the past, uh, um, Katora Orji, she moved back to Atlanta to, you know, her she, family there. And that's, that's where she's at. Uh, Will Clay is also, um, he's, he has family. He had a child, so he's doing that too. So um, it, it's a lot of change, but it's exciting change for me. It's almost kind of like a fresh uh, not a fresh start, but just a new big, new chapter to my, my life. And it's a really exciting time. So uh, keep tuning in. Uh, you can kind of see things were going, things that are going to ha be happening. Um, please, you can go to different places to ask me questions, like any questions. You can uh, link there to me in the bio. Ask me questions there. You can go to MaximumVelocityAthletics.com and see kind of where I'm going the things that are transpiring, you can follow me on IG, on YouTube, Jeremy FHJ, at, um, on the YouTube page, and MVA.services if you really want to get some uh, um, you know, training, coaching, education, all those different things. I will be in doing the Ohio Coaches Clinic at the end of September, and at the beginning of February, I'll be doing the Wisconsin Coaches Clinic. So I hope to look forward and see you guys down the road. So... Thanks for tuning in. We'll check you later.